0: Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for.
1: And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show.
2: Best hair at the station this entire show right here. React to that.
3: Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man,
2: and
4: pop that Coors Light.
5: I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and, and Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great.
4: We're the three best friends that anyone
3: could have. somebody out there listening right well, now? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot, top I'm
2: going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> <I tell> you. <laughs> Whoa, what? You talking all that,
4: man.
0: What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610
5: presents... The Drive with Sterner and Q-Blade.
0: Ah, uh, The Drive is live and
2: in color. Uh, hey, a big day. A big day. These two days, we we're going to hear from uh, members of the Texans brass, including Nick Casario today. If you missed it, he was on In The Loop. Started promptly around 1045. You can hear it in its entirety. We'll... We'll, uh, we'll we'll play some cuts and talk about some things from that tomorrow as well. The head coach, D'Amico Ryan's one that everybody's waiting on. But uh, remember today, four-pack of tickets. We're hooking you up, Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson in the 3 and 5 o'clock hours. Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to go see Cody Johnson. Uh, one of my March favorite, 17th. bro. Yeah.
3: How many times have you seen him? Ooh, man. Cody, more than anybody else that's there. Oh, Really? I've seen Cody probably five times. Mm. That's uh, Co- Cody's.
2: He opened last year, didn't he? I believe.
3: I think he opened it all up last year. Yeah. Um, Cody's one of them dudes that can go Got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of really, really good country music songs that I know the the majority of the words to and can really get down to. But I'm going to tell you what Cody is. Cody is the definition of leaving it all on the stage. And, and I, 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 I for out, one, huh? I for one have more of an appreciation for that than I necessarily do just having an unbelievable voice or, you know, being sticking around forever. Boy, when you're when you're an artist, if any, of any genre, but when you're an artist and you literally, it means as much to you to be down there playing that one show as it does for me to be up here, you know, spending money to be there and enjoying it and singing every song with you. I can get down with that cat. Cody's one of them for sure. He's Texas boy too. Yeah.
2: One of our own. Two times, two different times today in the 3 o'clock hour, be listening in the 5 o'clock hour, win a four-pack of tickets. And in a day in this business, and not just in this business, many of you do this. You mail it in. The day before you know you're going on a nice vacation, you're going and have a good time, some of you go to work and mail it in. But I know, I trust this guy, Clint. I trust that Tyler Milner won't do that. I trust that our guy Tyler Milner, who this time tomorrow will be in Cabo, is gonna bring it today. I know he is. You know I am. It's not, in DNA,
4: it, it, it's not my DNA, man. It's not my DNA to 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 just uh half ass it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, it's not in his DNA uh to to half ass it to have it done. But I know I, I got I got I got so much belief in you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Clint, um, you know jealousy and envy is something, you know that we we strive not to have. I'm jealous as hell, Tyler. For what? I really his haircut. No. Oh.
3: His his. Well, I was gonna say his tan, but that ain't happening. He's fixing to get full. I'm actually I heard, getting all the. I about really want to go.
2: I really wish I was set to go to Cabo
3: tomorrow. I think that's where you should take your your wife.
2: I am jealous. I need I need some time. I, and that I, sounds think- like a. That sounds like a fantastic trip. It,
3: it is going to be. And where he's staying is where I where, tried where to, I tried to uh, paddleboard and fell off. Oh in, in really? the, I fell off in the bay and it was really really cold. Oh that is where you went It literally in. it literally is the body. Like it's actually the Sea of Cortez, but the the bay they I don't know how they I don't even know if it's really a bay. I don't know why they call it a bay because it's just like a little in cut where there's actually a beach in Cabo. It's, really, it's it's the only place that I've seen people like literally in the water on the beach. Like, you can get on the beach, and we horseback ride and all that kind of stuff, but, like, get in the water. They're like, nah, you, do, you probably don't want to do that. But here, you can. Mm. So that's again, right. You that, went that, to Cabo, too, money. didn't you? Yeah. That's where your vacation yeah, was. Yeah, that's where I, well, I, I, eased, I eased down oh, to Cabo. So nice. Great, spot, great place. Great I got place. my
2: feet, my toenails clipped just nice now, too.
3: Brooks uh, Cabina really. also just went to Cabo. He just uh me. just went last week. If you don't go to Edis and take an, an, a, oh. a, a shot of, of Resol tequila, I'm gonna be mad at you. Oh, see, I've tried to ignore. I'll put it him. on the list.
2: I've tried to ignore listening to the, you know, what he's doing and where he's staying. Yeah, because I'm really, I'm really jealous. I really want to
3: go. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, pull the trigger, man. Get you, get. I mean, it's an easy trip down there. You got a, You got a uh, passport. No, I don't. We'll get start the process I mean, and get it you. It just, it just,
2: it just went off on.
3: Just well get you get it. Re- oh, you let it expire? Yeah. It oh, I think it's probably going to take you a little while, maybe even a little extra money to it get might, it renewed. It but might, yeah. but get that done and and uh, and, I'm and have to take the, I take just, court down there. I just. Well, I, I mean just, now you're now you're on you're kind of you're getting. I mean you told us how much you hated boats and then suggested a 17 day cruise. I, I don't think I that's going to go over you know, real just, well. I I Hold I mean, on, so. Cabo's probably a it better shot, good, man. Boy. Yeah, it
2: sounds it sounds it sounds good. You're going to have to like I'm I'm going to force myself not to look at his photo. Or me? Oh, oh, you know he's going to. He's I, know, oh, I, know. I was going to
4: send y'all some updates, man. I'm good.
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I am insanely jealous of you. And this is the first time in my life I've ever been jealous of you. Where
4: are we eating at? Oh, God. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't shoot, me. I don't know.
2: Well, you
3: fi- See, this is where you figure it out, man. I, I'm just along for the ride no, on this trip. No, I'm going to tell you I, Edith is a spot you got to eat at for sure. Nick Sons is a sushi joint. And it's it. one of the best sushi joints I've ever been to. And and. Like I don't I don't recommend this to everybody, but Tyler, you're definitely an office guy. Go to the office. Is it just you and a bride? No, no. See, this is like a, this is like
4: the trip Megan wins if she if she bills a certain amount each year. So it's, she's gonna have a couple, couple of friends, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah, they do I mean, like the a black tie event for off, to the ones, give her awards right. and stuff. Her coworkers that you haven't pissed off and ran off, they'll probably oh, stick around. No, her coworkers love me. Get, get some of the wild ones, go down to the office, get your feet in the sand, get a table on the sand. Get a little loose there, and then go over to Edis and eat.
4: All right, what do I suggest? I'm,
3: I'm, yes. I will make that recommendation for sure. Mm. Damn it! I think you should take the bull by the horns and just do it. just do it. All right. I, well, I mean, are, is that what you're? Are you into making suggestions? You one of them guys? It's just not, not really. Not <laughs> no,
2: no, I, I, I don't, don't really make suggestions, come, but I'm it's just that, kind of a that environment, man. Like
4: man you know what I mean? Oh, it's great, Bob. Yeah,
0: man. it sounds like great.
2: Man. It's gonna be. good. Someone suggested snorkeling on the trailer wheel and frame text line. I don't know if I want to do all of that.
3: You can do that in the in the, the bay. Uh, I have
4: snorkeled. It's cool a few times, once or twice. I, I think I'm past snorkeling yeah, now. I hear you. I'm
3: gonna be honest, the boat rides we're I've on been on the same on,
2: wave leak on, uh, on, on on what a good time this would be. The, yeah, bo- no. the boat
3: rides I've been on show. <laughs> I this the snort like just jumping off in the middle of that sea of Cortez, like out in the middle, of all that. Yeah. Uh, and and putting a something around my face. no. I, I mean, yeah. I,
4: ain't I, you? I think ninety percent of what I'm gonna nah, be doing involves I mean, the beach, a pool, and a drink.
3: Yeah. That sounds fun. And, uh, and ho- it, hopefully, hopefully, some sunblock, bub.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm legit kind of getting worried about that.
3: You' gonna you' gonna be you' gonna be pinker than the panther by by, by the weekend, Chief.
4: I, I did the whole nair thing this morning on the body hair, which is a whole other story. You but when I got done, I had, a, I had a problem too. This is a this whole other terrible thing. Uh, All I'm did, saying I is, I looked up. in the mirror and pull I was like, "Damn, up. I'm pasty." Pull the shirt up. You're gonna see what happened. Pull the shirt up. Something bad happened. Come
2: on, pull the shirt up.
4: <laughs> I'm playing hurt today. All right, pull the shirt up. Let's see. Pull the shirt
2: Come up. On, let's, let's see,
3: see it. Oh no! You nared the nipples. You neared Bro, the nipples. I, I what made are a, you doing? I made a crucial.
4: <laughs> I made a crucial mistake, and I got some some injured nips right well, now. I got, he's got band aids across the nipples, both <laughs>
2: both of them, and they're, and they're the small band aids because he's it got, got, the got the little small nipples. nipples. <laughs>
5: he's
3: got. <laughs>
4: The, the ultimate Please. result's good, no hair, but I made a crucial mistake. Oh, my God. My nips are raw, man. Yeah, it burnt it burnt your yes. nipples. Yes, I didn't know oh. how intense this chemical was. I mean, was. Well, what'd you, was. you just smeared it on
2: there just, over yeah. the top? You just went to work because you had hair around the nipples. Y'all know how you hairy
4: I am. I, I just started oh, lathering that man. nair on there, and then I, I took it off with the washcloth, and I was like, man, my nipples kind of hurt bright red raw hey, oh my god can you
3: imagine what he's gonna look like on the beach you no know, without oh. the band-aids <laughs> just he's gonna have some he's gonna have some neon nipples do you think they'll heal dude because
4: i don't know a lot of these people that well we'll have to take a look at it in the, in the break I you.
3: no who cares that's a good way to get to know him show absolutely what you got to do, oh the crazy God. thing is those are some small Band-Aids and I can barely see one nipple. You got some little bitty-ass nipples. Oh, my God, But here, here's, here's the other deal. That is a great story. Like, if any of her coworkers that don't laugh their tail off oh and, and think God. that's funny, they need, oh, to they, use, will. they need to kick rocks. That is funny. And yeah,
2: you go out there with that shirt off. You get your
4: swim trunks on and that, sh- and that shirt off. Good Bro, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I put my shirt on and I went, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh whoa. Trailer will and frame text line.
2: Uh, leave it to an Aggie. <laughs>
4: I, I I got nothing oh, I, yes. I can't fight. Now you on his this nips one. are completely gone? No, they're just like raw, man. Like that chemical injury. just oh did not God. react well with the nips. That
2: is fantastic. God, that I mean it. it's bad. All right, somebody
4: who's
3: got both that this- salt water it's the saltiest water I've ever been in, oh, by the way. Great. It is going to burn. Oh, <laughs> Son of
4: <laughs> <life>. <laughs> And if I get sunburnt, dude, oh, oh, that's
2: gonna be a rough sunburned. start. And now, it, it, it does. All, it just makes you hold your that nipples. Make, that Looking made my nipples, nipples
3: hard. Make
2: it made mine stay hard, but I'm like, I'm like wow. Oh, Can't win a marathon
4: God. without putting some Band-Aids on your nipples.
2: Apparently. Yeah. And you're going to win that sucker with the band aids you have. Now, back to somebody who has both their nipples, uh, uh, we believe, in, in good standing, uh, Nick Casario. Uh, Nick Casario, he spoke at the Combine today, Clint, and this is something that, uh, that we want to hear. We talked to Seth, who'll will be will be on with us at the bottom of the hour. He said his biggest concern going into things with those two is how those two get along. If they'll be on the same page, we've heard that a lot. This was a uh, this was Nick Casario on uh on D'Amico and what they're looking at uh, when they got to, when they get to the combine for the
1: draft. D'Amico's talked about this—the swarm mindset, that whole mentality. So that's going to be pervasive throughout the organization. So trying to identify and find players with that mindset, and the more types of people and more types of players we get in the building with that mindset, then it'll give ourselves a better chance, hopefully.
2: All right, there, Clint. Uh, That—that sounds—that sounds like something we've been mm-hmm. we've been wanting to hear and wondering is yeah. how are these two going to mesh together?
3: Well, I, look, I, I think people can dismiss it all they want. Um, you know, and and when it's all said and done, there there is there's two different mentalities coming together here, and and I think Nick Casario's background is one that's not always, uh, I think, welcomed, not always flexible, uh, a little bit unique, and and so that's just the reality of the situation. So I think those two, him and D'Amico Ryan's coming together. Uh, whether there was any, whether there, we had been with Nick for two years or not, I, I think those two coming together, there's a question there of how is this going to mesh. I think with any general manager and head coach that come from two different regimes and come together, you wonder how it's going to mesh because it's it's ultimately the the most important relationship in the building outside of what happens on Sunday. Um, and and so I I think I think it's a, to me personally I think it's a legitimate talking point every time we hear from Nick Casario D'Amico Rhines around free agency or the draft and how are these guys meshing? How are they working together? That should be a question with every new general manager and head coach because it is such a critical relationship and so many marriages have ended in divorce because it doesn't where those two guys can't mesh. And then you put on top of it kind of how Nick has handled things since he's been here. Um, I, I, I think it is a legitimate conversation. Well, hearing from Nick Casario today, I thought he absolutely crushed it in several in several ways, but but I, I think one thing that was very, very, very clear throughout was that he and Demico Rhines are in lockstep one hundred percent. Um I'm talking about four or five, maybe even six different times he in in some way, shape, or form, he mentioned that he and D'Amico were on the same page. And in the, the audio you just heard, my man just comes out and says says that D'Amico's swarm mentality is is going to not just the locker room is gonna uh, is gonna be really uh, uh you know I, I think something that's that's going to apply to the entire organization that's that's pretty big time by by Nick to to um, to not only be in lockstep but but appears to be embracing every every aspect of D'Amico Rhines
0: and, and
2: I think the, I think his words carry a little bit more now. Uh, Clint, since we've seen actions that have matched this. Because cause th- he's he's said similar things before. And th- the field was, all right, I I wonder, you know, how much, you know, he's really, he's really wor- they're really working together and thinking the same thing. Well, now as we lead up to this process, it is clear, like, D'Amico and him are working together. It is clear that D'Amico is doing the normal things that a head coach does when you look at the staff and you look at the people they have there. So when he says this and then you look at the actions since he arrived since D'Amico has arrived, since this entire process arrived, it has changed. I do, I do believe it. I do believe like we won't see a case of, hey man, him and D'Amico are talking like, what do you need to run your defense? Because he said that also today. What do you need to run your defense? I think he is going to look for those type of players which we can look at and see that that was kind of the opposite of, of of things last year. So the actions meeting the words to me uh make this a a real thing.
3: Well well not only that. I mean, show let's be honest. The last two guys that he kind of danced around the point of working with, we all knew w- wasn't the long-term answer. And and quite frankly, if he were Drafting players, evaluating players based off of David Cully and Lovey Smith systems, then, then you know you you really got to question what the hell he was doing at that point in time because because it it wasn't it, it was never they were they were never going to be the long term answers. Now, I, I I've been very critical of of the essentially the quote unquote wasted year for for Derek Stingley. I think it was silly for. The way that unfolded, Nick to draft him, and then Nick to allow Lovey to just play him, however the hell that he wanted to play him. I think I think it was ultimately a wasted year. Um, but but I in no way, shape, or form ever believed that 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 Lovey or Cully were ultimately why guys were being drafted, how guys were being evaluated, and 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 reasons to fit players into this system. So along to your point, yeah, they're doing things to to put you in a spot as a fan or me in a spot as a fan to go, okay, yeah, I believe what you're saying because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, the
2: actions are matching the words.
3: And, and, and D'Amico is clearly a guy that that is a long-term, hopefully a long-term solution, a long-term answer here for the Texans. So, yeah, it it, it just makes sense to me, and it's believable to me for, for multiple reasons.
2: All right, remember, uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets, Cody Johnson, that's right. It is a ticket Tuesday, uh, so be set and ready for that in the three and five o'clock hours. All right, uh, listen. Many of you, many of you have longed long for a change. That uh, that I think Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, this was this was something that they routinely did, and many of you have longed for that change. I think now we're starting to potentially see that change coming. We'll discuss that coming up next.
5: To get the rocks Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
2: All right, uh, boy, the text line is really worried about Tyler's nipples. I mean,
4: I'm worried about my nipples. Everybody on the
3: They should be. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that on, on a grown man. Line.
4: Straight up chemical burn on these nips, man. First, we got Ron Peaches Hughley, and now we got Tyler Nips Milner.
3: Oh, little Nip Milner. It's not, it's not Peaches. It is Peaches. It is not. Yes, Never yes. it is. I mean, has anybody ever recognized how small they are? Peaches Hughley. Yeah. It's you, been pointed out. I want you to pull out a, a, a coins when you get home, when you got one of the, and tell me in Texas and let us know what size. I mean, I'm I know going, my Nips going, pretty well. I'm going nickel. I, I think they're a tad bigger than dimes. So, Ted's smaller than nickel. Yeah. So, yeah. we're in the penny range. Yeah. Good we're in the penny, penny range.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, penny nipples. Yeah, don't worry, guys, man.
2: <laughs> Listen, tea, ba- tea bag will be just fine, man. Okay, he'll, there's he'll, no need for that. What? Uh, st- well,
4: well, come on, he'll man. It'll be just fine. What's up with that, man? Oh, I think we What's know. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. man. T- I'm over what here you- with hurt nipples, and you want to kick me yeah, while I'm down. You want to start playing peaches and voice? call me that. Uh, you know I'm going to go low. They texted it.
2: All right. Hold on, peaches. Hey, right, listen, listen, bag. I, I got no problem with. It. Don't Just call tea. me bag. That's bag. Milner That's somehow right there, worse. Man. Oh, bag Milner, right there, baby. You know the first letter. Nah, uh, no, man, we love you, T-Bag. bag. All right, uh, listen, Casario. Uh, <laughs> this was an interesting question uh, that that he answered um, about uh, football. How much football means to guys and how much they weigh. Uh, in that in their drafting process. And when you look at the Texans and Nick Casario, it seems like that is something that they they weigh in a major way. This was a uh, Nick Casario earlier talking about how much football matters.
1: It is. Like, how important football is to the person matters. So everybody plays, but in the end, they're transitioning from, I'd say these players are transitioning from, okay, they've gone to class, they've gone to school. This is your full-time job. This is a full-time commitment, and honestly, it's a year-long endeavor. So are you committed to actually doing that when the season's over? What do you do? What's your process? Do you have a routine that's in place? What are you doing to proactively recover? There's so many things along the way, and when you look at some of the great players over the course of our league and history, you know, I, I mean, everybody, obviously, he talks about how great of a player Tom is but everything that Tom put into being a great player sometimes isn't talked enough about so players like Tom players like Jerry Rice we're talking about arguably two of the best players in their position but there's a reason that they had such longevity so not everybody is, is wired that way so are there players that have those traits and characteristics they're out there our job is to kind of find them and I think what Brandon said their give-a-crap level absolutely matters is an important is important
2: and I don't think that surprises anybody when you hear that. That that does seem like a a big trait for them. But I know you were listening in the loop, like uh, like like many of of us, and many people are listening here. And Landry had a thought on this that I know you really, really, really yeah agreed with.
3: Well, I, I think I think first first and, and foremost, my initial thought was like, you know, and and I think a lot of fans are like this. Like, here we go, man, with this with this Bill O'Brien. And, look, we can even say Nick Casario because it's happened a couple of times in his two-year yeah. tenure here with the Texans as well of, of you know, just all you want is a bunch of guys that show up on time and do their job and just do your job and and, and nothing more, nothing less. And, and you know, anything, any kind of distraction is a problem and we're not going to – and reality is it, it's, it's damn near impossible to build a football team, a winning football team without having and having to work with some guys. And so I, I think I think when, when fans hear, you know, Nick saying those kind of things, I think you automatically revert back to, to like a, a lot of the issues that Bill O'Brien had here. And I'll be damned if I'm not driving in. And I, I'm listening to, literally, I'm listening to Nick Casario in full, which um, it, it was, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 10, 1045-ish, 1040 segment, I think, with Landry and, and Lopez and, and Figgy in, in the loop. So if you're listening on the Odyssey app, you can go back and and, uh, and listen to that in full. But I listened to it in full, and then Landry came right back that next segment and, and hammered this point home, and I thought it was just I, – I think the fans need to hear it, and and I think it's going to be music to their ears.
2: Yeah, this is, this is what Landry had to say in response to that.
0: I do think there's at least, with D'Amico, like some sort of area to where he can develop football character, or he can develop character, whereas – With like Bill O'Brien, if Bill O'Brien drafted Deontay Foreman and he couldn't gel with Deontay Foreman and Deontay Foreman has like, I don't know, I've known Deontay for a while. I knew his pops like he's been in the studio. He's not a bad guy, but he's not like he's he was he was immature. He'll tell you himself. He was like immature. I think Bill O'Brien would just write you off. I think D'Amico Ryan's, when it comes to, like, uh, a Charles Amenahu too. Another Mm -hmm. guy that we like. And and another guy that we saw kind of thrive under D'Amico. I I think D'Amico's going to be a guy who's going to, like, look at those types of guys, the the young men, and say, I'm going to develop this guy into a man. I do think that it's it's a little bit looser now to where they, they'll bring in guys that maybe, you know, they had butted heads in the past with their organization or maybe they're not as mature as you want them to be right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll bring them in and develop them. To develop them. I do think there's a little bit wider margin of that with them.
2: And, and Clint, in 2023, that's coaching. Right, like in 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 any sport, football, any of it, but we're dealing with football. That is coaching. Yeah, that, that like that's what you have to to deal with today. Is you may not have guys that are bringing it. Yeah. hell to be, you ain't gonna probably have got guy, many guys bringing it like Tom. Or bringing it like that, but you got to be able to work with those other guys. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is, 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 I mean, you're lucky if you get two or three dudes that have the same mentality that Tom Brady has, and and then you hope that those two or three dudes have the ability to, to lead your team in a direction to where the rest, of the other eighty guys, you know, at least try to get where they're at. I mean, the reality of it is, is, you know, you're talking about Tom and Jerry and. And these different guys' mentality and how they approach the game, Tom and Jerry. How about that? That's Tom Brady uh, and Jerry, Jerry Rice, Bryce, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's just not reality. That's not you, you, like you got to deal, and that's not what Casario was saying. And by the way, in no way, shape, or form, am i saying Landry was was pushing back on Casario. I think his point was just I thought it was I thought it was spot on, man. I I, I think the days of the Charles O'Menehous, um, the Zach Cunningham's, if we're being honest, um. You know that there's there's guys that that Bradley Robies. yeah there's guys that haven't worked here. You can even go back to DeAndre Hopkins and his yeah. the rift that that Bill O'Brien had with him. I, I just we you and I've sat down with D'Amico Rhines and and I just I think there's going to be guys that don't work out because they don't they're not professional and they don't take football serious. But I, I don't think guys much like Landry the point Landry was making. I thought I, I just don't think there's there's going to be player after player, Deontay Foreman. He was he was on the outs with Clowney half the time, and the DeAndre Hopkins, and then you you come forward to two or three guys recently that have been, I, I just, I think D'Amico, I got more confidence and faith and trust in D'Amico to work with those guys and get production out of those guys and to use those guys to help us ultimately as fans enjoy more victories when it, when it all boils down to it. You, you don't need to look any further than Charles who Charles who went out to San Francisco and, and started and played a lot of football out there for D'Amico Rhines, but for whatever reason didn't have the right temperament to be here with what was going on. So It's not uh, a circus show here. Yeah, man. I, I, but in I 2023,
2: just, Clint, I mean, you just football is just not going to be eat, breathe, yeah. sleep to everybody. Yeah. And including even some of your best guys, it may not be. But that don't mean you. You. It is up to you as the coach to try to get the best out of those players.
3: Yeah, and that just hadn't always been the case here. And okay. and I I do believe that that D'Amico runs, based off of what Nick has said today, and then based off of what we've we've already, early in, in D'Amico's time here in in Houston as a head coach, you know we've already. I mean, I, I get a sense that he's going to be able to go above and beyond just getting getting production out of those guys. I think he, there's a good chance that there's going to be more guys that he gets the absolute best out of than yeah. than just just a little bit of production here there.
2: All right, let's let's uh, let's take a trip out to uh, West Palm Beach as uh, Seth Payne will join us. We'll get his thoughts on uh, some of the things that Casario had to say, but more important, he's there with the Astros. Luis Garcia, he got to pitch for the first time with that new windup. We'll see. What Seth thinks about what he saw there and everything happening uh, with the Astros. We'll discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio six ten presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. It is a Tuesday, which means we're going to head to West Palm Beach and uh, talk to uh, Seth Payne. Uh, Payne and Pendergast. Uh, they are live in West Palm Beach covering the start of spring spring training uh, and. Um, uh, thanks to Shoppers, uh, J- uh John Deere, who is uh, sponsoring you guys to be out there uh, right now. Uh, uh, Seth, uh, w- what's going on today? Because uh, I think the last two days, the uh, the starting pitchers have been the thing to watch. Forrest Whitley yesterday, and now we got a chance to see Luis Garcia for the first time in this new windup. Uh, what, what's yeah. your thoughts uh, on what you saw? It's
5: um, he uh, Luis Luis Garcia looked really good. He faced. Seven batters. He struck out four of them. He only allowed one hit. Um, he was very, very much in command. And you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal at all. I think in a lot of ways, when you look at some of these things, like pitching ninja has a side by side of his old windup versus what he was doing today, and it it, it looks like it takes a lot less energy. Um, it's it's like everything that we've seen so far in these two days everything moves along a lot more quickly. Even today's game, which is on pace for being probably over three hours, um, it's still moving along a lot faster than it could have without the pitch clock. So he looked he looked very, very good. His velocity was fine. Um, there was one moment where he was – there was a miscommunication, and, and they couldn't figure out whether – uh, whether Diaz, the catcher, wanted a cutter or a fastball, so at the last moment, with only a couple seconds left on the pitch clock, uh, Garcia just said, "All right, well, I'm, I'm throwing the fastball," and he got a strikeout on it. So it's um, it, it hasn't hurt him at all, as far as we can tell right now. Seth, how, how
3: exactly is that pitch clock working out? You guys are there with your eyes on it. I mean, is that something when he starts his 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 windup and and uh, you know the, that that's considered starting the pitch or like how how's that all working out in, live and in person?
5: It's like, it doesn't really seem like much of a big deal at all. The violations that I – I mean, we saw Diaz with a violation today uh, where he wasn't ready, so he ended up having his third strike in an at-bat called because he wasn't ready to address the pitcher yet. Um, but it really – like, it, it's nothing you fixate on. The, the clock is very small in the outfield, so it's not anything that – you know. I, I think some of these things that we've been watching on TV or on Twitter clips – it looks like it's just, a, you know, like a basketball shot clock where you're getting stressed out. Uh, I think everybody's adjusted to it. There's going to be some violations. The funny thing is that a lot of the notable violations so far have come from minor league guys like Diaz, who was in the minors last year and has played with a pitch clock. So it's I feel like it's an especially bad look for those guys because uh, they've they've already had time to adjust to this. But I, it feels like a brisk pace of play. It doesn't feel... If I were to come out here and not know anything about a pitch clock, there's no way I would think that something was up or something was weird. It just looks like a, a, a good-paced baseball game.
0: Mm,
2: Seth, all right, uh, you're out there. Who else in the last couple of days have has jumped out uh, to you or impressed you uh, in the early goings of uh, of spring training with the Astros?
5: Well, I mean, Forrest Whitley, uh, Forrest Whitley certainly looked fine and in command, and it was a classic spring training game where – you know he's he's not necessarily throwing the same pitches that he would in a genuine at bat he's just working on his stuff so he let up a two run homer yesterday but it wasn't wasn't anything that people would have freaked out about i guess the other guy that's been kind of notable because of the pitch clock is just altuve because altuve had his first at bats yesterday and and he looked kind of frantic like he was he was adjusting his wrist straps really fast he wasn't stepping out of the box the way he used to when he would kick the dirt and then adjust his uh wrist straps and look around a little bit so it it looked like it frazzled him a little bit he struck out three times tucker complained about it in his first outing a couple days ago and then he was just fine today he was two for three today um yeah, uh, stole second and third on a wild, wild pitch. Uh, so it's, you know, I, I, I think these guys are going to make the necessary adjustments. I, I really, just like everybody said out of, um, out of the minor leagues last year, it didn't really seem like much of a big deal after the first four or five weeks, everybody adjusted to it.
3: So what about that? Uh, that first inning, man, I, I know today there was uh, a Bray, got, got his, his first RBI um, and, and, and Hensley, he obviously swung, swung it well early, man. What, um, how, how was that?
5: Yeah. Hensley, um, Hensley had a nice play in the field also. Uh, you know, I guess the, the battle at D at, at catcher between Corey Lee and Yonir Diaz, um, is something to watch. Diaz today missed a pickoff attempt at second base. Uh, so like a lot of these guys that you get to see out here, you know, where, where the pitch clock and, and everything else is just a, you know, a minor thing to those guys trying to uh, battle for playing time. Oh, oh, and then uh, uh, both um, – sorry, just something just happened outside. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what happened on the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, but like Jake Myers is in left field today with Chaz McCormick in center field. Uh, McCormick doesn't have a hit yet. Jake Myers is one for two. Uh, so that's uh, that's one of the battles to watch. But obviously it's been – one spring training game, and um, they they both look fine so far.
2: Oh man, Chaz might lose his job today. Then. And if if Jake got a hit, and Chaz is hitless right now, I mean, it seems like they're they're looking for <laughs> you a guys, win.
5: You, you guys, you guys are uh, you look, you're you're too in love with Chaz. I gotta tell you right now, don't. Uh, Chaz has to keep earning this. He was uh, yes, he's he's had some big moments, but he wasn't consistent enough last year. He was sent down at one point. I just I like Chaz too, but he's uh he he needs to keep his nose to the grindstone and have that pressure on him. I think he'll I think he'll ultimately be the guy this year, but uh, I I don't feel like he's at the spot yet where he can just kind of you know live the life of luxury and go golfing every afternoon yeah. during spring training.
2: I mean, I'm not saying he could do that, but compared to the field, I mean, uh, <laughs> Verlander's flyball guy he should, he should and Jake be, he, Myers, he, he, I feel like he should be penciled in at least. I ain't yeah. saying pin. He should be penciled in because if you're saying that about him, I don't know what you'd be saying about Jake or Dubon. But uh, let's let's switch gears. I don't know how much you got to catch
5: yet. Of- I'll tell you. Well, no, no. As far as Jake, I mean, his, his shoulder was messed up. You know, like uh, going into last year, this time everybody was in love with Jake, and then it turns out his shoulder is still screwed up. So it's you know, I, like he, he could very easily be somebody's darling. got yeah, this is a, this is a thing. You guys are talking like it's 2014 and we're excited anybody showed any sign of life as an Astro. Uh, the standard's <laughs> higher now, and you have to realize that, like, no, uh, just being slightly above average doesn't guarantee you a spot. This is I, We would have been so stoked about Chaz McCormick in 2014 because it
1: would be like, oh, wow, look
5: at this. He's a viable Major League Baseball player. I'm, uh, I'm officially now, because you guys have just so easily scoffed at Jake Myers with his saint-like face in his busted-up shoulder, that uh, I'm officially rooting for for Jake Myers in this no, company. I
2: hear you, man. Man, I, I can't get over him striking out that 53 mile-an-hour fastball but that that, that uh, <laughs> second baseman from the White Sox in the middle of the season. But uh, but no, switching up here real quick. I don't know how much you heard, uh, and got to hear of Casario, but I was just I was just reminded of I remember you uh, coming on with us, and and I, and I was asking you what would be your concern uh, about D'Amico as a head coach, and you just said just how he and Casario kind of get along and how their relationship works. Well, today, multiple times, you know, Casario talked about finding the type of guys that D'Amico needs on his defense, finding his players, mentioning the swarm mentality. It looks like uh, what your your concern would be, it looks like it's it's working really well together between those two.
5: Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing that so many people have noticed about Casario, ever since that introductory press conference of D'Amico, is just that he seems like he's got a completely different personality. Like, he, he looks like he's in his element now. Like, we're ready to – he's ready to go and build a football team and go out and compete. And it's – you know, we've, we've talked about this through – about the Astros through the years. It's, it's so much harder to tank or reset or anything else, uh, especially when the commissioner doesn't want it to look like you're tanking than anybody ever realizes when they get into it. Um, because like with the Astros, there are multiple times along that stretch where Jim Crane could have, could have easily buckled and gone a different way. Um, but it's, it's really hard to undergo all that stuff. You're going to make bad decisions, even as you're k- kind of trying to make bad decisions, <laughs> you make bad decisions compounded on top of bad decisions. And it's, it's really hard to go through that. I think emotionally, especially for people who are wired to try to win. So I think, my read on it is this looks like the first time that Casario has really felt like, all right, we've got pieces in place. We've got a coach I feel really good about. and We can we can actually go win some football games.
2: All right, Seth, man. Hey, avoid them coconuts. Uh, the, I keep seeing these coconuts falling out the tree. And, and, and the way Sean was talking about it yesterday, stay safe around them uh, Them coconuts that keep seem to give you trouble. <laughs>
5: Sean, Sean, Sean is acting like – learning the the fact that a coconut actually falls from a tree it's like he discovered a new species in the amazon or something like he's just he, he's his mind is completely blown away by the fact that like in real life yeah coconuts fall <laughs> off the of trees and kill reportedly 150 people a year i've had to warn him about that he's he's gawking up at these coconuts he's got he's gonna get brained by one of them
2: all right man we'll uh we'll keep listening to you guys from there you guys are doing a great job covering uh, the Astros in uh, in West Palm. We'll talk to you we'll talk to you next week.
5: All right, thanks, Seth. <laughs> All right,
2: that's uh, Seth Payne out uh, out in West Palm Beach as they are uh, they're covering the start of spring training, in Clint and uh I just I don't understand it man. What's that? Hey man what, like I like I just want to reach out and just hug Chaz, man. I just want to reach out and give him
3: a hug. Oh, now look! I mean, it—it's—it uh, it, just—I don't know what the man has to do.
2: I feel like we just—I guess we're just team Chaz. I mean,
3: he's—he's. He's, I mean, call it what you want. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, call it what you want. But I look—you—you're talking about a guy that's batting batting eighth in the best lineup in, in baseball, and and you lo- you look at the numbers, and he's in the sixth range throughout the season, I believe, in terms of of average, and and he, he's up there in OPS, and then you look what he did. You know the big catch in the playoffs, and then you look at how he swung the bat in the playoffs relative to the other guys in in the best lineup in baseball. I, for me personally, I I think that's that's earning your keep. I think that's earning, um, you know, earning some respect. Uh, for me, I, I I think that that it's it's earning the nod, the confidence of the organization over guys like Jake Myers, whether they're guys that can't stay healthy or or, or guys that. You know, just haven't performed yet, or for whatever. I just, I haven't seen anything from, from, the 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 other center fielders, yeah, if field, you will, yeah. to to warrant uh, a guy that that down the stretch, I think, was very dependable, made plays, swung the bat well, um, when it mattered the most. I, for me, I just, I, I think there's yeah, they the, the, the level and- of respect that he's that he's receiving is to me is is a little bit out of line.
2: Yeah, the, the, if they if they had gone out and gotten a clear upgrade at center field, yeah, I am with it. But they 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 came back to to run it back with this group. And if you're running it back with this group, this is clear. From the text line, Trailer Will and frame text line. Holy S. Yes, y'all did it to Seth with Jake Myers. Y'all got him rooting for Jake Myers like I'm rooting for Forrest Whitley. All out of spite for y'all's takes. Okay, you want to be upset because I call him Pinocchio, and I don't think he's real until he steps on the field because he got signed here in 2016, and he is yet to sniff hey, the I, field. I mean, I, or, I've
3: been in I've been in Force Whitley's corner for for years now. I mean, I, hey, I don't. That's I, right. You're you're waiting for him. To I, pop. I don't know what the hell that text line's talking about. They're talking about. But you know, look, if you want to root for Jake Myers, good. I mean, look, I, I'm not, I nobody's I hope, rooting against him. I hope Jake Myers is better than than White Boy Chaz. But I tell you what, I what I what I hope more than anything. Is that we don't play mu- musical chairs in center field. Like Dusty goes around bragging about, oh, you know me, I'll play everybody. Yeah, you know okay, me. Man. Nah, man. I mean, I think the dude I think the dude has earned the right to be first in line, to be the starting center fielder for the Astros. Yeah, just play the best now, if he goes out there and messes the bed and doesn't play well, then then do what you gotta do. Well. But when it's all said and done, I mean, I think the guy's I think he's earned I think he's earned to not sit down every other damn game. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say, and not just not just Starting opening day center field. I mean, starting center field. Right, like he gets he gets a fair amount of consistent at bat. So you can see what he does if he's not sitting every other day.
3: Yep. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't get. I don't that. want anybody to give him anything. I, I don't want him to be. I. I just. I feel like he has earned it. You know what I mean? It's like nobody. Nobody. You, you no nope, up up to last year when we were talking about Jake Myers. It's like nobody had done anything. Hell, we talked about Siri. Nobody had done anything like now you've got a, now, the now there's a, there's a little bit of a track record at the big league level with a guy in the biggest moments and he played well. It's not it's not I think it's something to just turn your nose up at, in my opinion. All right, what
2: it is, but it is. <laughs> Yeah, it is all right. Yes, coming up. Remember, it is a ticket Tuesday. Cody Johnson. This is the uh, three o'clock hour is the first chance that, of two that you get to win a four pack of tickets to see Cody Johnson. So stay tuned this entire hour. Nick Casario spoke at the Combine, and he had a couple of things to say specifically about the scheme that really, really should excite folks. We'll let you hear that coming up next.